<laughs> Welcome back, people. Um, we don't care if you're problematic or not. We just care that you're here. This is not 99 problems. And bitchy might be one of them. We're complaining about the patriarchy. Dun, dun, dun. I wish I could have done that a little more. Like, anyway. Anyways, to review. <laughs> this podcast, we have three hosts. Me, Rage. Last period. Are you trolling me? Bitch, you talked about the way I said my name one time, and I am never going to let that go, and I'm going to say it differently every week. <laughs> we have one more host. It's me. Should I be silly? No, I'm just kidding. It's me, Riptide. Oh, no. Um, are we doing a positivity point or not? Because somebody forced one on me, and I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Uh, we don't really have anything positive to say. <laughs> just for the record, my my positivity point was going to be that I survived my road rage incidents this week without being killed. Okay, literally all of my positivity <laughs> points that I thought of were like a negative. So I only had food poisoning for three days. <laughs> it's, it's not... It's not it. <laughs> like what? Wait, how long does food poisoning typically last? I'm not really sure, but I was happy to have gotten over it. Okay. So I, I would did. have ended up in the hospital from that. I completed a cha- a workout challenge at my gym. I finished on Tuesday. Um, mind you, I did still have food poisoning, but I was like, I'm gonna get this blanket. So I showed up and I walked the entire class. Oh. Well, but I made you. it. Look at you. And every you. time, like, I mean, I don't think, I was going to say every time I get food poisoning, I think this is the first time I've had it and God knows how long. Um, But yes, I want to let y'all know that I do have flashbacks to that fateful time in Sedona where neither one of you were. I was and... just going to ask if you <laughs> ate crab cakes from just... a mystery restaurant. No, because what I was going to tell you was that I had crackers and ginger ale, the recommended medicine that would cure food poisoning <laughs> um but yeah i actually starved myself because um you may or may not know this i'm not a doctor um but if you can't keep food down <clears throat> you should not eat and some I'm people so don't sorry. really know that it's Today's a very a important chaotic. first first aid fact yeah, I don't know what's so some- happening over there because my dog's barking and my man's banging on the counter and I'm losing my mind. So <laughs> some people some people think that if you can't eat, you should continue eating. And that's dumb because you're throwing up. So um, I didn't eat. So I stopped throwing up and pretty early on. And then I just starved for like three days and was really sad. But I I got through it. So Yay. That does sound terrible. Well, you know, you did survive, so yay, like you said. That was not her positivity point. Well, it was both, because it, it was like my, my my main one that I thought of was like that, and then I realized I completed that challenge. Anyway, Riptide, what's yours? Fuck this. The other one wasn't centered on her, so let's just let her have it. Mm-hmm. Have what? What is your positivity point? My dog's alive, apparently, as you can hear. He didn't die this week, so... Okay, cool. That's pretty insensitive, all things considered. (laughs) Wow. Okay, so that was a shortened version of my entire positive point, which was that everyone in my house has remained alive this week, because it felt extra hard to keep everybody alive this week. Um, I I have no more positivity things to say. Okay. (laughs) Rage, we'll just- am I allowed to explain to our listeners why that was horrible thing? Okay, so to our listeners, and again, it's not funny, but like Rage lost her dog last week. So for Riptide to hop on this call and be like, my dog is still alive is wild. I literally only said that because he keeps barking in the background. So I was trying to address <laughs> crazy. She's so annoyed by him. 
Um, yes, that's true. That is true. And I literally just got, I picked up her memorial box yesterday. <laughs> I'm so sad. These um, are tears of laughter, Nat. <laughs> yes. Because you re-hurt me or anything. It, it was a really, it was a very comical interaction. <laughs> okay. So we just, have failed at being I positive. Just, I was going to say it was even more funny because I was giving Flash Flood shit earlier for giving Rage a positivity point and saying that she was being insensitive. <laughs> okay, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that's it. You go ahead. Introduce the topic. Um, This week, we're complaining about the patriarchy and how fucking awful it is. And to start yeah. it off, I was going to complain about how the coach at the gym told me to smile at 5.30 in the morning. No! Are you serious? Girl, I want to let you know I turned to him and I said, you don't tell women to smile. Now, mind you, it was Tuesday, and as I told you guys, I had food poisoning, but I was determined to do the challenge. So I don't know if you could imagine how I felt Tuesday at 5.30 with food poisoning trying to finish a challenge, but I was not in the place to smile. I don't know. How, I'm I'm upset. You know what? I saw a post that was like, because you know how when men, this isn't even on our fucking list, but you know how when men try to slide by you, they always like try to cop a feel of your waist and like rub the whole back of your Ugh. back. Ugh. So it, it, there was a post by a woman who said she going to start doing that to men and saying, let me just slide by you, little daddy. <laughs> Ew. Because <laughs> I know they'd be so uncomfortable. Oh my God. Gross. Oh my God. And so there we go. If you're doing something to a woman that you wouldn't do to a man, don't fucking do it. Because if it's that's- cringy for you to think about, that's how we feel about it. Sorry, go ahead, Rach. <laughs> no, friend. yeah, that's what I was going to say because sometimes people will say it like, if you don't want it done to you, that's not what it is. Because people will be like, oh, that doesn't bother me. No, if it would make you uncomfortable to do it someone- to someone of uh, your same sex or whatever it is, um, that you're not into. Don't do it. Yeah, that you're not into. Don't do it. Don't do it. Somebody said that apparently asking for people for the time is a way to hit on women. Uh, because one friend texted me and said she hates it when people ask her for the time. And another friend replied, I found out yesterday while walking from the public transportation that asking what time it is can also be a trap slash a pickup line. Also, Literally. you know, where my hug at. Ew, I hate that one. Literally everything can be a pickup line. I saw this TikTok. I can't find it to show to anybody. Or maybe it was on the Shade Room or one of them fucking things. Where it was like, they gave this man a challenge to like work in like some bullshit words and the word moo. And like all this stuff and get a girl to agree to do shit. And he was just saying all this bullshit to her. And this poor girl, like, I think she thought she was being hit on and this man was just trying to earn $100. And he really <laughs> said moo and she was over there giggling like a little girl. Um, So the whole thing was irritating. But he made his money. Which basically the <laughs> point of that was men will say anything to try and talk to you. Honestly. Like, what Honestly. did he do? Like, do you know what sound a cow makes? no he didn't like you know how little like the these fucking young kids just be throwing random words at the end of sentences so like he got her he got her number and then he was like all right bet then he was like move (laughs) how old are you (laughs) me talking about the young kids moo that's funny (laughs) okay um, so I start my second complaint is purely anecdotal, have zero research, don't really give a shit. We're not here to talk about research. We're here to complain. So that all aside, um, at work, I have lunch groups with my students. I separate them by gender, which I know is not gender inclusive for the social justice warriors. However, girls perform better and do better in exclusively girl settings and they can always change groups if they want to. I don't give a shit. Not the point. The point is my girls are separate from my boys. I give them the exact same activities and prompts. And the boys just can't fucking do it. Purely anecdotal. Drives me fucking nuts. Um, Clean up after yourselves. Girls can successfully clean up an entire room, wipe off the tables, throw out their trays, push in their chairs, and line up with, like, two additional prompts. Boys be over there, like, 
jumping into the bean bags, running. And I want to be clear, I am not saying that this is difference because of genes. It's because of fucking patriarchy. These boys have been had their asses wiped by whoever's taking care of them at home since they've been born and until apparently they were eight years old in my classroom and I'm fucking tired of it because they don't know how to clean up a room. The girls were able to successfully manage a playlist on YouTube without additional assistance and they were helping each other. They can initiate a game, play a game, and manage disputes without having additional issues. The boys cannot set up Hungry Hungry Hippos without me having to step in and help them set up Hungry Hungry Hippos. One of the boys couldn't figure out after I gave him step-by-step directions on three separate occasions how to flip one card from the top of his pile and put it into the middle. With like He just kept spreading out all the cards and pulling from the middle of his pile. That's not how we fucking play this game. They just they do just, what they want. They they cannot focus. They cannot listen. They cannot pay attention. They cannot execute. They 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 can't. They are not. They don't have these skills because patriarchy done fucked us up. They don't. Well, not they didn't fuck me up. They fucked them up. So I was going to ask because I don't interact with children and don't really have like ever hardly ever right like we don't have a lot of like little kids in my family and uh, I don't work with children. Um, would pe- are are boys overdiagnosed with like ADHD? Yes. And I, okay, that's what I was gonna. A- I wanted to ask that because I can't imagine. I feel like that's an excuse that people make up for boys. I also read recently somewhere that girls are underdiagnosed for ADHD. Yes. Um, and autism. They, a lot of externalizing <laughs> behaviors causes people who are externalizers get a lot of the attention squeaky wheel gets the grease um and i mean again i want to just i understand that it's patriarch it's conditioning all of that shit um but yeah all of my groups a lot of them the behaviors that i get obsessively referred to me are boys and it's all like the research says it the research says teachers over refer boys and boys of colors specifically black boys for special education and counseling services. Those are the kids that get all of the attention, all of the referrals, all of, and they ignore girls, which is why I was so intentional about like having a girls group. Cause I said, y'all are not going, we're not going to ignore these girls. I don't know if anything like my, anyway, my criteria is a little bit different because I'm like, we always ignore girls. We don't provide them the support that they need because we're looking at the kid who's throwing the chair, who can't sit, who can't focus, and we're ignoring the societal environmental impacts that have led them to not be able to sit and focus in the same way that girls can. I mean, Michelle Obama said it, and I always quote it, we love our boys and we raise our girls, and I'm seeing it as early as eight, and I'm fucking tired of it. It's awful. And then, like, so later on in life, like, then women are over because they also underdiagnose trauma in all of those groups but specifically boys with trauma are more likely to be diagnosed with adhd instead of like paying attention to environmental factors because any let yeah. me not get into the whole thing there but then later in life women are overdiagnosed with borderline personality disorder which comes from the ancient disorder of hysteria even though there's still a histrionic personality disorder um, which is largely thought of as a trauma response disorder and men are underdiagnosed. Like it's wild to me how many black men have traits specifically, I'm speaking of black men because that's what's most relevant to me, but have traits of borderline personality disorder and go underdiagnosed. Like I had an ex whose whose brother like would threaten to kill himself like every fucking week. And then he would have these like explosive fits of rage and then he would be like all cold cool and calm and like just completely dysregulated like no no ability to regulate whereas our girls they might be experiencing the same thing but they're expected to learn how to regulate themselves they don't have the benefit of the doubt they're expected to figure it out and pay attention to the clues and because we teach them how to have deductive reasoning so i was going to ask as a hypothetical parent what what What's going on with parents that they can't figure out, don't want to figure out how to raise their boys? I, I, I have a friend who has, like, a 
a niece and several nephews. And she's always upset because she feels that uh, her siblings with the her sibling with the daughter is always putting a ton of pressure on their on the daughter to do things while the boys are just running and causing havoc everywhere. I mean, I feel like that's like an intentional, like not an intentional, but like a not intentional trying to differentiate, right? But I, I feel like a lot of the people I know, people, of course, I have people I feel like I affiliate with are feminists who want to stop that. But I think a big problem is systemically our standards are different. So even at home, if you are inviting your son into the kitchen, have teaching them how to pick up their clothes after themselves and their toys and to think for themselves and trying to treat them as equally to um, a, a female sibling as you can. Systemically, we have to look at how they might be seeing the gender roles be different between their parents or even their grandparents or even their uncles. And of course, then there's the media, what we see in our TV shows um, has such an impact. And it's so insidious if you're not really focused and intentional about it. Like you think about like the doofus dad on the sitcoms who has no idea what's going on. So even if you are intentional, I mean, again, patriarchy is systemic. Um, you can do the best you can. I feel like, I mean, I, I do know as adults, less stupid men. It's not like every man I know is the dumbest man I know. Some of them are less stupid than others. It's it's a spectrum. Um, but I don't, I don't know, you know, you can be as intentional as you are, but you can't, it's, it's not, it's unavoidable, I think. Oh, cause I, not, I did, I did oh, think about that when you were talking about the boys in their circle like even if there's one of those boys who does know better don't don't they just all play off of each other and it makes things even worse that's why i and i don't know this exactly but i i think i've also seen that boys do well in classrooms with girls mm-hmm. and girls do better or you know they do better in mm-hmm. classrooms with girls but it's detrimental to the girls the girls do better in classrooms with all girls yeah that's so that's why i have them separate i know that boys do better with girls but i said that i was like i'm not bringing down my girls that's just I, like women men do better when they're married to women but women ooh, do not that do is better it. It's li- they literally this is I'm skipping ahead. They literally <laughs> want to be in charge because we tell them that like that's what a manly man is, but they don't have the skills. Behind. Like, they they it requires like if I want to let a man do something for me, I end up having to do so much work to make it happen. Right? Or because you just they don't have deductive reasoning. Oh sorry, go ahead. No, or, or you just have to accept it's not gonna be as good. Yes, that, that, um, but I was going to go back to another point, which is, which kind of was brought up by Flash Flood, but like modeling from parents too. Like I work a lot with moms and because we're taught from such a young age to be selfless and self-sacrificing and not set boundaries and not do these things, we teach, inadvertently teach our daughters that these are things that they need to put up with. And we teach our sons that it's okay to to stomp all over people's boundaries. Like, we teach our sons that it's okay because the mom's always going to pick up the slack. Or dad's work. This is obviously a stereotypical heterosexual cis whatever household, right? Like, oh, dad, dad's more busy at work and that's what his priority is. And mom does all the house stuff. And mom doesn't ask for what she needs and mom doesn't do this. Like they see that and unintentionally it's imprinted on our brains. And that's what we think of when we think of how families work, how society works. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd be I like, saw, so. I saw okay. a post the other day that was like this woman asking, it was one of, I think it was one of those, am I the asshole kind of posts where um, she was saying that, I think she might have been recent. Yeah, she. I think the post is something about time is running out for her to file for a divorce because her husband's sibling died, and they had a their sibling had a bunch of kids, and so he was going to adopt the kids. And she was asking if she was an asshole if she was an asshole for asking for a divorce because she never wanted any kids. Um, and people were like 
just going in on her for not wanting to have kids or for not sticking by this man who was making this essentially making this giant decision by himself to completely turn their lives upside down in order to um, be able to take care of his sibling or his nieces or nephews, um, which is fine. But I also, I I did think it was fair for her to completely walk away from that because that's not what she wanted. Oh, you're on mute. Oh, I could have just been quiet. Um, (laughs) I was just saying, yeah, like we, I don't remember what I was saying. It wasn't relevant. Never mind. Um, no, well, that just goes along to right expecting women to fall into these specific gender roles just because of their biological sex. You're a woman. You should be um, excited to have these kids in your life for this opportunity to be able to do something good for them and raise them and blah, blah, blah. But no, you don't have to. Oh, yes. But the, yes, so internalized patriarchy is my least favorite thing in the entire world because, okay, it is completely fine for you as a woman to truly enjoy these things, but please get the fuck off the internet when someone's making a post about how they don't enjoy it, talking about, I love to cook for my man. I suck my man's dick 30 times a week. I love to look nice for my man. I like to get my hair done. I do all the cooking. Bitch, we do not care. The point is not about you. Like, not every woman wants to do that. And those who are doing it in a performative way, like, those men still just want to benefit from you. They're not actually valuing you for who you are. It's what you do. Um, Which is another rant I'm on about that we teach people that love is about what we do and not who we are so no no those love languages my love language is acts of service is it bitch or is it patriarchy <laughs> my love language is you shutting the and that's another thing too is like a lot of times it'd be like women be like oh my love language is this physical touch and affection and emotional connection and men be like my love language is you shutting the fuck up and leaving me alone for seven days and seven nights and it's like that is not normal that person like yes we all need space but you deserve affection in your relationships and because of patriarchy, men are not given the freedom be- to become emotionally mature enough to do that. And it hurts them, which then hurts us. Um, and then they get mad at us my, for calling them favorite, out. Sorry, go ahead. That was one of my favorite parts about the Barbie movie was that it was like a very great demonstration of how patriarchy fucks everyone over. Which is a big takeaway about like, Again, all of the isms are not the same. I get it. So I hate when people, I know we hate when people can, um, you know, compare the two. But like racism, white people, y'all are the ones who are, I mean, also fucked over by racism. Uh, my favorite, I think I said it a while ago about the firefighters. Y'all hired worse firefighters because you didn't want the qualified black ones. So you hired the ones who scored, scored lower white ones um to be your firefighters well that, those are less qualified firefighters showing up to these fires that's like that fucks everyone over or i don't know all of our all-inclusive resorts cater to you and that's why the, the food is trash because it's unseasoned we're everyone suffers when we subscribe to racism everyone suffers when we subscribe to patriarchy Yeah, that reminds me of, like, people talking about, um, or men getting mad at women for making money now, but, like, not to say that we've always been a patriarchal society, but, like, as far back as probably several, many of our generations, right, it has been, and we would be, I would be, I'll speak for myself, I would be happily, I would be happy to not have to work very happy let someone else go do all that but we don't live in that society and then men get mad because we make more we sometimes make more money than them and whose fault is it really women's it's that's women's fault that's men's fault we don't even want to be working and you created a society so that we had to work 
Right. And those of us who would love to rely on you, again, cannot because either you're unreliable or you become you use that money as a weapon to control us. Because whoever makes the money is supposedly in control, which is why you have a problem with us making more money. But what the people in power never understand is that the goal of the oppressed or the marginalized is rarely to treat you as poorly as you treat them. It's really just equity. Like, so if you could just let us make our money and get on our level and be emotionally mature, there wouldn't be any problems. It's your pride and your ego that's causing the problem. And your pride and your ego are, again, wounded because of the patriarchy. I hear that. Another thing, when you were talking about, like, the whole paying and power and stuff, made me just think of, just mentioning for our listeners, um, my coworker's husband, who made a comment about how he owned their car. So she was out on leave because they had a, she had a baby. So she was taking care of their child. And at the, during that time, she was not working because she was taking care of their child. I'm not sure if you know how expensive daycare is, but it's insane. Let's say $2,000 a month. So she was providing that care 24-7 to their child. And somewhere, somewhere it came up and he was like, even though she traded in her car for their new car to accommodate their child. Um, he made a statement about like the car she was driving was his because she's not working and he's paying all the bills. I feel, I really feel like this is an American thing, like a USA heavy on the USA. I'm sure it's a problem in tons of other countries and maybe worse in some than others, but like, I can't, I can't, I don't I'm just going to shut up because I, I'm sure it happens. It happens everywhere. In my family, I can't imagine my dad ever saying that. Like, my dad is very much a what's mine is yours and what's yours is yours person. So, see, mm. this brings me back to the Barbie movie mm. because lots of, and my other point that's somewhere on here, right? So, lots of like ancient cultures and societies and peoples were very matriarchal, matriarchal and supportive of women and loving of women and as we began to colonize these people yes the white people colonized they brought patriarchy with them and so it's like when ken went to the real world and learned patriarchy and took it back and was like oh this sounds fun i get to be in charge i can be a macho man and then he made his stupid mojo dojo casa house and it's it's annoying. I haven't seen this movie. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> but That's yeah, okay, this also takes us to uh, Passport Bros, who have the idea that they're going to go to some third, and they always say a third world country, right? They're going to go to some third world country where women are submissive, and they're going to find a woman who is going to take care of all their needs, and they're going to bring her back here, and she's going to... Uh, make his meals and keep his house clean and pl- give him all the pleasure that he wants and blah, blah blah and do everything for him that's not realistic those women don't come from most of the women that they're thinking about from those places don't operate like that i thought i would think about my grandma whenever i see posts like that and i'm like my grandma really struggled but she probably would have struggled even more if her man was around. He was at, he was in the U.S. on farms making money and sending it home to her. And she still and that still wasn't enough. She still had to work. She still had to work on her own account to take care of all her kids. Um, and hopefully uh, her husband would send her some money. But it was still chaos. Yeah. That reminds me of two things. Like one, like the passport bros... Reminds me of that for a lot of men of color, their goal or the way that they communicate about what their goal is as far as freedom isn't really like in racism. It's give me the freedoms that white men have. Why do white men get to rape women and get away with it? But I can't. Okay, that's really like dramatic. But you'll see that argument on Twitter no, all the fucking time. No, that's, that's, that's 100%. And I'm so sick of it because like men of color and i'm gonna say black men um because that's what i'm familiar with 
it's like they get some money and they forget that they're black, but then society, because of racism, eventually that shit comes and catches up to them. So they do what all the white nonsense around them is doing. And then they're, and they're upset when they're punished by it. And when they get punished, they call, they pull racism, which it is racist. Cause they're like, Hey, this guy did all those things too. And it was like, so it, it's, it's still not okay to rape, but like, Right. You you knew it and you, you thought you could get away with it because you had money and you wanted to forget that you were black, but society didn't forget that you were black. And this is why we say that black men are the white people of black people because they get money and this is the first thing they do every time. Which is so ironic because who has a great line about this? Kanye West. And look where he is now. Anywho. <laughs> but... Yes, it's like, they forget. And then, like, also on the same thing, like, someone's mentioning the other day about, like, the spicy Latina trope, right? And it's like, oh, everybody, like, wants to um, fetishize Latina women as long as they're, like, these spicy Latinas. But in real life, like, you you downplay the real women in your lives who put up boundaries and tell you no. So it's like, you don't actually want that. You just like, like this idea of fetishizing these women, just like you do for other groups of women as well. But like, it's annoying. Okay. So the Sorry, I just wanted okay. to, I'm, I just wanted to close loop on my grandma because I, I feel like I often leave those open is that my grandma held it down. My grandma was just the decision maker in her house. The only thing that my, um, gra- my grandfather contributed and I don't want to limit it to just that one thing, but like primarily finances, like how can he make, how can he make any decisions when he's not there? So that's, I mean, maybe I missed the first part, but like, isn't that still the the case today for cishet relationships? Is that the woman does make all the decisions. Yeah. So we're already there, but like people are like, they're just trying to hold it down and force this, situation onto us it does it's not realistic it's not realistic um is the patriarchy dead not yet but hopefully soon Soon, because you how many times do you hear women say like oh i need to trick him and make him think that this is his idea because if i tell him it was my idea he's not going to want to do it (laughs) like it's if men could get over their egos this world would be a better place they just stop and think and name your feelings and calm down (laughs) <laughs> there's a good um dbt handout oh you see that was quoting second step S- second step and dbt are really similar because essentially dbt is like second step for adults who never got second step so it's like mm-hmm. let me go oh, back and never teach taught. you how to regulate and how to have social skills that was I very oversimplified <laughs> They can be helpful. There's a lot of DBT handouts online. Before I piss off any therapists or DBT recipients, that was a very simplified version of it. I know it's deeper than that, but essentially at the core of DBT is emotional regulation and socialization skills. Okay. Okay. So internalized patriarchy, done. Men want us to depend on them and see them as providers, but they're useless. Done. Religion is used to justify patriarchal viewpoints, which is dumb. I don't feel like ranting about that. We can consider it done. That was enough. (laughs) Women (laughs) need to feel more comfortable asking for money. Yeah, because fuck the patriarchy. Um, I disagree. Anyone else want to expand on that before I throw a rant in there? No, I just added that they always fucking lowball us and look at the stats on how motherhood impacts the career trajectory of a woman and we still fucking out earn y'all sometimes but yeah and i okay i I also want to tack in there that i really 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 do need women to start doing this and i need women to stay in the workforce because women live longer than men if we have social security by the time that we are at retirement age if you haven't been working you're not getting that money you're gonna get just whatever your husband and if he wouldn't make very much money and he's and if he's still alive then uh he's getting that money and you guys have to share it uh if he is not alive then i guess you get some of it um and if he divorced you what are you gonna do because that money is now his and if he decides to remarry he's sharing that with his new spouse not you um so 
keep working. I think the key is to kill make your, your own job. Uh, you can you can employ yourself if you want, um, or um, also get a prenup. You can work that into your prenup if you're um, if you've decided that in your relationship one of you is staying home and that's you. If you're staying home in your relationship and the other person is a breadwinner, get that in your prenup. Which. Okay, just real quick brings me to like this argument about women being fucking gold diggers, which is so stupid because you want us, you want to be our providers, but you don't want us to ask for it. It's this stupid game that we play, <laughs> but it reminded me of the meme. I don't know if you've seen it lately, but it's like these bros be out here. Boy math is making $40,000 a year and asking for a prenup so I don't steal your assets. Like, <laughs> 40000 What are you doing with 40000 I mean, that is a lot of money for some people. I get that. But, like, mm, it's not. It's not, like. It's not. What are you going to do if you get a flat tire on $40,000? Don't ask me. We got a prenup. My money's my money. (laughs) I thought we were splitting everything 50-50. I saw an Am I the Asshole yesterday that was, like, the guy took her to a cabin for her birthday and then they were going out to eat and like every night they would alternate paying and they did oh, it I wrong so on her yeah on her birthday it was his turn to pay and i mean her turn to pay and so he and took her he to a really her fancy pay. yes he took her to a really fancy restaurant and ordered a bunch of shit and then made her pay <gasps> speaking of did you just have one on your titty i okay. hate my body hair and but i also hate shaving so um that i think is what kind of led us to patriarchy today is that i feel pressure to shave my legs but also why would i shave my legs i don't i'm i'm just feeling kind of lazy it's not nobody's looking at my legs and even if you were what's my hair gonna do to you I decided I would check my armpits to see how they're doing because that's basically the best I can commit to. My legs <laughs> hair is not doing anything. Um, I'm like Chewbacca over here. <laughs> cool. And I did throw one more complaint feel about like pain. You can't have body hair. Um, I had we had a, an intern at my job who was told during their educational preparatory program. That when they're in interviews, they should ask them, what is your pay range? And I said, that's. So she was said that she didn't like one job because they asked her what she wanted to be paid. And she asked them, well, what's your pay range? And they said, well, what do you want to be paid? And she felt like that was snarky. And I said, no, they asked a very clear answer. You should be able to answer that question. She said, well, we were given the advice to ask for their pay range. I said, no, you need to know the answer to that question. What do you feel like you deserve to be paid based off of what the field pays, your years of experience, and like your value? And can you argue that to say, like, I deserve such and such more? Obviously, you should always ask for more and you should be able to back it up. And then you should see if they're willing to like give it to you. They have it. And they might be able to say, we only have this much. And then you can decide whether or not that's worth your time and whether or not you want to keep negotiating it or whether or not you need the money. But you need to be able to have that number and not do this kind of wishy-washy, well, what are you willing to pay? I say, yeah, that's what they tell women to do so that they can lowball mm-hmm. us. And that's unacceptable. You should know your worth. You should be able to ask ask for that um, so you, that you can get what you're owed. And I feel like it's, it's shitty. that was shitty advice that you were given, but you were given that advice because you're a woman. And then you took it because you're a woman and you're young and you had no idea. And it led you to kind of thinking that they were being snarky, but they were asking a very direct question that you should know the answer to. But I, I also get why someone would tell her that, because if you know what goes on behind the scenes, you know that compensation data analysis literally have a whole fucking chart based on your pay and your years of experience about how much they're willing to pay you for this position. So just tell us what the fuck. Well- the number is instead of hiding it so that you can like have this power because people again they always feel like if i give you control or if i let you make informed decisions you're going to screw me over when the truth is some people might screw you over but more often than not people are reasonable like if you give them the opportunity but when you continuously hide 
the way that society is set up now, it's like we're all fucked because we know that you're always lying. Mm, yeah I, so i was just gonna you might i you might have seen my faces so i was gonna say that it depends on like it really does depend on the industry and the size of the company like i'm not looking at that i'm just looking at uh how much money i have available in my budget and whether or not i'm willing to spend that on additional labor or if i want to take that labor on myself or if i want to uh you know how i can figure out other ways to get the work done without necessarily hiring a person um sometimes i mean it's always like a give and take um but i agree with flash flood like also just just ask for what you want you have to go in there you have to do your research figure out what it is figure out how much money you need to make to survive and then figure out if it aligns with where you feel that you're at in your career look at the company can you ask for that do you, are they maybe going to offer less or can you ask for more than that just think about it. it's all like circumstantial i i am not a fan of like these a lot of the hr recommendations online yeah i i just feel like she was given that advice because she's a woman because she's an educator and we knew that education female dominated profession we're just intentionally set up for failure they assume that mm-hmm. we're going to work long hours that are with unpaid they assume we're going to buy the supplies for the students and not be reimbursed for it they assume that we're going to like work for pennies and we're going to be okay with it and then work over like it's crazy what they expect educators to do and i know it's because we are women no other no other field is is expecting i mean i they might be but like to the degree of like education people will be like buying things for their classroom it's crazy a lot of my and and i'm tired of seeing it i was like i'm like i want y'all to set better boundaries because y'all are burnt out and the reason why you're burnt out is i think we talked about this nobody asked you <laughs> But for women, actually, we they did ask you, and they asked again, and they didn't ex- respect you, and they didn't help you, and they didn't step in, and they didn't take initiative, and they have no, um, no skills. What did you call it? No deductive reasoning skills. So, <laughs> fuck patriarchy. And on that note, fuck Taylor Swift for putting fuck the patriarchy into one of her songs. And now it looks like my tattoo that says at the patriarchy was inspired by her song. But actually, I had the tattoo first. And we can move right into our petty problems. <laughs> In this segment of the show, we're going to read through some letters from our listeners regarding their petty problems or things that they think will maybe petty. To have your letter read aloud on the show, email us at 99problems.pod at gmail.com. N-I-N-E-T-Y number nine P-R-O-B-L-E-M-S dot pod at gmail.com the first letter is called ditching daddy and i have not read this before so i can't wait to see what this is like we're gonna be on a ride hey petty people i made the mistake of interacting with my parentals recently i made the trip back home to visit for one week my tattoo artist lives in the same town as my parents so i also made plans to have my tattoo touched up while there this will be important later I discussed rental cars with my dad prior to coming, and we agreed that one wasn't necessary. Once it became apparent that my dad would be inconvenienced, he insisted that I rented a car, and then he and my mom split the cost. My mom is not his wife, nor in a relationship with him. The car was quickly rented, and my mom paid her part. My dad began to avoid paying for his half and making statements about how my mom should pay more than him. The next day, I drove the rental car to the tattoo studio and informed my father that he could pick my brother up there. My father arrived and immediately reported that he wasn't paying for my rental car because he assumed I paid extra for it. I forgot to mention that I was I was upgraded to a Jeep Gladiator truck at the counter. Damn, girl, you sexy. You got an at-the-counter upgrade? Later in the evening, I asked my father when he was going to send the money for the rental car, and he got upset stating that I had money for a tattoo and not for a rental car. I reminded him that I never wanted to rent a car and that it was his idea. Anywho, my tattoo didn't get finished that day, so I have to go back in a few months. Is it petty if I don't tell my dad that I'm coming? No. No, I don't tell him. No. This reminds me, sorry, not to, uh, never mind, I was about to center myself. No, you can censor yourself. I was just going to say, I was on mute and I forgot to unmute to respond. (laughs) But like, that sounds stressful and I wouldn't want to deal with him. So, what were you going to say, Rage? No, well, I, uh, 
<laughs> for my new house. Uh, someone that I'm close to said that they wanted to get me a housewarming gift um, and to just let me let them know what I wanted. And so I did. I told them that I wanted um, this really nice thing that I could use seasonally around holidays. Um, and it was kind of expensive, but I didn't, I didn't want them to pick it out. So I picked it out myself, bought it myself, and then told them that I had, that I had made the purchase so that they could reimburse me. They have not. It was a man. I was going to say, like, this brings me back to the point of they want to, they want us to rely on them, but they're undependable and unreliable. Full circle. And y'all make it so hard for the ones who are. Like, we know not all men, all that stupid bullshit, but, like, how yes, are we supposed to trust men. them when when <laughs> all the other ones are awful? All men are awful in some way. Right, like I said, like, they're all stupid, but it's it's a spectrum of stupidity. Yeah. Some are less stupid, some are smarter, and some are areas, but they're still stupid. You know, I understand men's fear of women not needing them because if we could make babies without them and find a way to have, like, good sexual intercourse without them. I mean, you can, obviously, but, like, for those who are unfortunately attracted to male genitalia, um, if they could just, you know, have the same, like, human impact without the man, like, we could just get rid of y'all and be fine and have a happy society, but... I'm gonna not all men here <laughs> and say I've been trying to be be this independent woman with my house and learn how to do things, but every time I start a project or think of or think of a project, I share it with my dad and he starts doing it. <laughs> okay, but dads are different. Well, apparently not all that, dads. Not not the car. Not this dad. dad. But then that goes back to like men will respect women if they're related to them sometimes. But then also, I feel like my dad is a way better dad than he is a romantic partner. So, yes. like, he does things for me. They, like, they do things for their daughters that they're just not going to do for women. And then they're going to be like, I can't believe men are mean to my daughter. And it's, like, literally you. <laughs> Have you guys, um, I don't know if, we, I don't know if we've talked about this on, on our podcast before, but did you guys see that post, um, where some they were asking men on like these stupid street interviews, um, who who comes first, your wife, your mother, or your daughter? And guys kept being like, my daughter, then my mom, then my wife, because my wife is replaceable. And I was like, if your wife is replaceable, why did you marry her? I just don't get it. <laughs> your mom is replaceable. Like what? Like, well, no, I'm she's sorry. not. You can always marry us another person, but you can't mom marry another. Mom. I mean, it, but you but can. The point was like your mom. Your mom may your already mom is has always, a partner. Your mom is. You can't undaughter. I mean, you can't undaughter your daughter. A lot of men do undaughter their daughters, and they don't take care of them. But you can't. Un, you really can't undaughter your daughter, unmom your mom. But you can get another wife. <laughs> Listen, I, I like, and I'm, I'm, listen, saying, I'm, only, I'm only saying don't, this because don't someone, marry me, me so, if you want, if you think I'm replaceable. Okay, because I'm not. So on the flips, no, but so on the flip side of this, I have had and like no. So I see what you're saying entirely, but someone I know has said basically like, obviously her kid is always higher priority than her romantic partner because. But by like a man, because it's like, that's my, that's my kid. Like, I can always get another man, but I can, like, this is my child. Um, so, and I feel like it sounds a lot better when it comes from a woman, because like, fuck these men, right? Um, and so that's just what I heard when I. (laughs) Until you're like, okay, if you're, if I'm pregnant and you have to decide between saving me and the baby, are you saving me or are you saving the baby? You better save me. Well, you should. And honestly, so like you should always save them because you can always make another baby. Like you don't even know this baby. Why would you save the baby? You don't, you don't know them, but you do know me. But also because men, and I don't remember if we talked about this, y'all clearly aren't taking care of the baby without the the female partner to do it for they you. They be so. struggling so fucking much. Don't let your mom die during childbirth because 
fuck. Like you better you're... say all the prayers, <laughs> light all the candles. And we make movies about it like it's funny, but it's not funny. It's no, not like uh, because and again, shout they don't out have... to the dads that do step up, but like most of y'all aren't doing that. So, but they don't again, like they don't have the the reasoning skills. So it's like where a woman would be in that situation and be like, okay, I need to figure out what this baby needs to be safe. I need to figure out what materials I need. I need to figure out what I need to feed it. The dads be like, uh, this will be cool, right? This will work. I'm gonna ask my mama, and it's like, <laughs> but Google is free for everybody. You know what that made me think of <laughs> really tangentially was um, the memes of men saying that they're going to grill. Like, don't worry, honey, I'm going to grill tonight. And she's like preparing all the all the food, all the food, all the meat, all the sides, cleaning up afterwards. So I know mm-hmm. we all remember let when me, somebody's man say, told us that they were going to grill. And what did they make? Like three hot dogs? And was it was at like say. nine o'clock at night, and we had to be like, so like, are y'all, are y'all, and and the thing was that you could have said nothing, you could have never offered, and if you had never offered, then we wouldn't expect, but you offered, so we expected, and it's nine o'clock, and you're like, yeah, lunch is right around the corner, but like it's nine p.m. If you were going right. to grill, you should have gone to the store yesterday at the latest to grab everything that you like. Where was the executive functioning? For our listeners, let me bring you back to a warm July evening in Florida a few years ago, where we were all convened to celebrate a friend. When two random men, they weren't random, but they were invited. (laughs) Two of our companions that were allowed in the house for some reason offered to grill and cook for us. And then spent the day trying to get coconuts out of trees that they could not reach. Instead of go- was that the same day? I don't know if that was the same day, but in my head it was. Instead of going to the grocery store, I don't even think they went to the grocery store till like two p.m. And then we were all hungry, and they still were just fucking around. I don't know. They didn't even start cooking until way after dark. I will say that I am a victim of the patriarchy because I thought that was so nice of them. <laughs> it was. It was a nice offer. Toxic positivity. But again, it's like, <laughs> it's a nice offer, but where is the follow through? Like, again, because if we were doing that, we would have had the materials the day before. We would have had the food. We would have planned a menu that was good for everybody. And it would have been ready on time. And nobody would have been starving. Right. There would have been no attitudes. And nobody would have got stung by a bee. There would have been extra food. Um, I, I I often like just have these comments, and I talk to my coworkers about it. And I was like, my mom would never like such and such happened. My mother would never. But then like, I always I regularly bring this back up. The he's a good man, Savannah, a good man, because like that that is truly my mother. The other day she was like, like he wipes her nose. A lot of dads wouldn't wipe their baby's nose. And I was like, all I'm hearing is he's a good man, Savannah, a good man. And I want you to not. We got to stop celebrating them doing the bare minimum. Anywho, your dad is not doing the bare minimum at all. So fuck him. Don't tell him you're coming. Do what you want. Um, Talk to a therapist. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Next letter. All right, next letter. This next this next letter is called Fancy Nancy. Hey, ladies, I have a friend. Let's call her Fancy Nancy. Her name's not Nancy. I just think she's fancy, and it happens to rhyme. Anyway, I can't see over this because someone's in the chat. I've known Fancy Nancy since college, and she recently got engaged. She invited me to be one of her bridesmaids, which is nice, and we're friends, but I never thought that we were that close. I want to say no, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. Mm, well, better boundaries, bitch. So as you all know, weddings are extra fancy. Now, as are all the extra things people expect you to participate in ahead of the actual event. Her maid of honor is organizing it and started a group text for the bridal party. And the problem is the bridal party's eight women and only two of us respond to the maid of honor's text. She's only in the planning phase for this bachelorette party, but she's also coordinating our gowns, hair, makeup, the bridal shower, and she mentioned some other things. I've already told them I don't plan to attend the bachelorette party. I don't know if anyone else is attending that because they don't respond in the group text. I feel like no one is interested or these aren't really Nancy's friends. Would it be petty for me of me to just bail before I start spending the money? What if everyone else bails too? 
Um, you should bail now before later. I don't think it's petty, but I mean, like, but also why are you bailing? Because do you know these other people? Like, were you looking forward to hanging out with her and all of her strange ass fucking friends? Or do you like fancy Nancy? Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like avoidance to me, but that's not what the question was here. Because I'm thinking, like, if this was, if Nancy was, like, my friend and this was happening, I'd be like, uh, girl, do you know that all your bridesmaids are trash? Like, because I don't want you to be surprised on your wedding day um, when no right. one is and coming she, through. But she doesn't sound, like, all that excited when, like, in the tone of this letter. So maybe they're not that good of friends. Well, no, yeah. it doesn't sound like In they that are. case, just bail. <laughs> yeah, so now, now, you better step out now because what ends up happening is if my concern is that if it's not organized enough, you could be screwed out of a lot of money for being the one person who shows up. And so yes. to prevent that from happening to you or from you being out in Vegas buying all the drinks for Fancy Nancy because you're like whatever, if you are not ready to do that level of work, then you need to bow out now because that's what's going to happen. Yeah. But you should yeah. not bow out because of other people. Like, because if it were my friends, say it were Rage, Riptide, our little prissy little friend, Brittany. We'll go with that one. If y'all were shady and weren't responding to our texts, I, we're still going hard in Miami whether or not y'all are there. And I'm still treating you to a good show or a good time because even if I'm not your maid of honor, we're still really good friends. And I would want to celebrate you. But if you don't feel that way for Nancy, then you don't need to be in her wedding. No. Yeah, and also some people invite fair. like a bunch of random people to be there in their bridal parties because one, they like the idea of having this big fancy extravagant wedding with a bunch with a huge bridal party and they need to <laughs> No offense. I hope I'm not offending you by saying this, but like Sometimes they just need to fill a spot. So maybe they're just filling a spot with you and then you really don't need to feel bad about bailing. Um, oh, you were talking yes. to the listener, not us. Because I was like, why would Flash Flood and I be right. offended by this? So we don't know. Oh, sorry. Uh, yes. No, I, no yes. I knew who you were talking yes. to. Okay. <laughs> but no, I agree. People are really set on like numbers and here's who I can ask and blah, blah. And like having a set, I want seven bridesmaids, right? I actually knew someone whose wedding I was in, who was very set on having a specific number of bridesmaids. And she invited a bunch of people who I do not think were that close of friends to be in her wedding. And I know two of them specifically are no longer friends with them, her for a number of reasons. And because they weren't close friends, they weren't ready to show up in the same way that me and the other maid of honor were able to show up for they were there. They didn't. They were late. They didn't want to cut corners here. They weren't mm. able to pay for here. And again, I'm not. No, sure, that you brings can show up your down. friends in more ways than paying. But like showing up late, your hair looking a hot mess. You, if you didn't know how to do your own hair, then you should have had it professionally done. If you couldn't afford to get it done, then you shouldn't have stood next to me at my wedding. You should have said right. no. I guess I would just like to, again, blame the patriarchy because the patriarchy tells us that us as women, this is like the most magical day of our lives and puts all this pressure on it because nothing could be better than getting married. Um, mm. And we a, have to be selfless and participate and help make everyone else's days better. Mm. Yes. It's all bullshit. But anywho, just drop out <laughs> if you don't want to do it. Fancy Nancy yeah. will be okay. It and might end the friendship, but it doesn't sound like you and Fancy Nancy are great friends. Because that's the other thing. People get real irrational sometimes. Like, there are people who are very level-headed, but there's others who's like, you don't want to be at my wedding party? You don't love me. And it's like, girl. I mean, and if they are like that, you don't need to be friends. I mean, unless you really want to. But anyways, sounds like okay. we're all in agreement. Okay, bye. All right. Yes. Basically, bye. Okay. We have other words to say first. So I guess thank you for listening to us and to those of us who wrote into the show this week. If you want to hear your petty problems read aloud on the show, send us an email at 99problems.pod at gmail.com. Um, and thanks for listening to this week's episode of 99 Problems and the Patriarchy is literally the biggest one. 
Um, thank you to Rapper Zinni for producing the intro outro music. You can find him on Apple Music and Spotify. Um, and don't forget to tune in every Tuesday to hear the three of us in the midst of our villain era complaining about the things that you hate most. Tulu, bitches.